Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Vantage Point, presented by On the Range Podcast with Warhog Tactical and Kelly Defense. I am your host, Mark Kelly. Wherever you are, thank you for making us part of your day. Be sure to swing by warhog.com and kellydefense.com. Check out the industry partners page. A lot of support for the show and the OTR universe from there. Also, check out our training calendars, March 25th, March 25th and 26th. Rick and I are going to be together in Southwest Ohio for a pistol and rifle. Go check that out. Sign up. Also, the OTR Patreon page. Join the On the Range Podcast crew at patreon.com, On the Range Podcast, forward slash On the Range Podcast. That's where all of our training content is. That's where all of our training content is. And we just loaded up a bunch more today. Rick was busy loading up a bunch of stuff that was in the vault. And just to let you know, pretty soon some of these video shows are not going to be available unless you go to the Patreon group. You'll still be able to hear the audio shows. Now there's going to be bonus content, part of those shows that are only going to be on the Patreon. So make sure you check it out. Like-minded people, great content, two video calls a month with Rick and I. Make sure you check it out. This episode is brought to you by the Firearms Training Notebook. 1% better every day. Go to Amazon, grab yourself a copy. You can go to the websites, get yourself a signed copy by either Rick and I. Show progression and see it right away and help plan your next firearm training, either dry or live fire. The best way to see progression is this notebook. Nothing else out there like it. There's similar things, but nothing like this. You're going to level up your training immediately. Now I'm going to tell you a story about rock and roll. Now, those of you who have been watching and listening and consuming the OTR universe, you know that I play a little music. Much of the intro, the bumper music, that's all original to Rick and I. I create that myself. Great gift from my mom. You boys are going to play an instrument, she used to say. She always wished she had, and she didn't. So she made us. Once we got started, we could play whatever we want. So after a few years of playing the violin, that's right, the violin, I was then able to switch and transition to piano and guitar. Now, when I was in middle school, I was asked to join a band. Oddly enough, the band was called AWOL. They were much older than me. They asked me to come along. They were still they were already playing gigs. They were going into high school. I was in middle school. They were playing gigs. One of the kids who played guitar, his grandma had a connection at a lot of the local taverns, as you say, and we they could get us in for a set. I remember the first time I did it. I was hooked there for a while, really hooked. You know, then adulthood comes and sports and stuff like that. But anyway, I want to tell you a story about the time when the band AWOL was kind of hanging on by a thread. Me and the drummer, Chuck Rydell, interesting cat Chuck. We used to practice at his parents' house. My man was shredded. Had the Dirk Diggler hair, perfect split down the middle. Had a third nipple, but that's a whole nother story. Great cat. Good drummer. Didn't have a bass player, but he wanted to. Chuck wanted to be in the talent show coming up in high school. I was still in middle school. Still in middle school. We grabbed ourselves a bass player. 
Jim Bodish. He was an upperclassman as well. I think he was the oldest one in the group. But always in these bands, in high school, middle school bands, always the hardest thing to find is vocalist. Chuck knew somebody. Chuck knew somebody. He wanted to play in his ta talent show bad, and he was recruiting heavily, and he found somebody. He said, this kid can sing. I said, okay. Yeah, man, I'm in. You know, I didn't care. When, I didn't know anybody there. I wasn't even in a school yet, and my brother was there. My brother was there, so he was going to be watching. Talent shows and battles of the bands. You guys remember this back in the day? In the early 80s, mid-80s? Everything was battle of the bands, right? At night, a roller rink would have a big stage, something like that, or a bowling alley. They'd have battles of the bands. That's where they would have these. And those roller rinks were huge. Remember those? Those were all over the place back then. You always get real nervous when the slow skate came out and there's someone special you wanted to skate with. You're always nervous. Yeah, I mean, that was a big, big thing back then. But the talent shows for us, there was a lot of bands that were playing, like literally playing instruments. I know, you know, lip syncing and the dance teams and all that stuff was there, but there was a lot of folks that were playing, you know, their own music instruments. They were doing cover tunes most of the time, but some of them were doing original songs. Jeff Smith, my very good friend, fantastic bass player. He had a band. His guitar player named Jeff Rogers, man, he, that kid could play too. He was great. Chuck Winter was the singer of that band. I can't remember who played drums, but they were good. There was another buddy of mine, David Korn, great drummer. Dirk Turner, a childhood friend of mine as well. Still see him every now and then. Great bassist. So Chuck has someone that's going to sing. So the band was getting together. All of us were together. Me, Jim, Chuck. But no singer. He wouldn't show up. He didn't show up. I said, hey, man, is this is this going to happen? We're starting to get kind of close here. It's getting you know almost uh, time for the uh, gig here. The date of the gig is coming up. He's like, no, he'll be here. It's okay. So the last rehearsal that we were going to be able to squeeze in before the date of the gig, the talent show at the West Carrollton Senior High School. It's going to be in a gymnasium. Pretty good sized gymnasium. You know, the, the school was made, I think, I think it opened in 19, I'm going to say 62. Opened in 1962, something like that. 60, 61, 62. My dad was an alumnus. Some of the teachers that my dad had were still there when I got there. That's a whole other story. But anyway, rehearsal, the singer shows up. The last rehearsal before the talent show. He comes walking in. You talk about a character. You talk about someone who owned a room. And if he didn't, he sure as hell tried to. Big personality. Perfect hair. Jaw teed off, looked like Biff on the beach, shredded. I would call him a mix between Ferris Bueller and David Lee Roth type. Everybody liked him. No one didn't like him. He hung out with everybody. Everybody knew who he was, except for me. I was much younger. But he come walking in, and he killed it. Killed it. Didn't stay long. He goes, yeah, I got this, guys. I got something I got to go. I got to do. I got to go hang out. You know, I got things to do. Busy. But he, okay, he's in. Now, to be fair to the rest of the guys and myself, we had a backup plan. We had made a plan 
that if he didn't show that Jim was going to be the lead vocal and me and Chuck were going to try to work through the the backing vocals that me and Jim had worked on and we were going to make it happen. We were, we were not going to not make this gig. We were going to be there. We didn't want to let Chuck down. He really wanted to do it. So good story about the, the sound check. So we get there. Haven't seen the lead singer, by the way. Haven't seen the lead singer. Day of the gig. School day. Haven't seen him. I got excused for my middle school to come and be in the talent show. Haven't seen him. Funny show. Uh, funny story about the sound check, though. We hook everything up, the PA and the the production that brought in all the stuff, the lights and the in the uh, PA system and all that. And we kick into a few few bars of our song, and a bunch of teachers come running in and shut us down because it was so loud. We were disrupting class all over the school. Great story about that. So we shut it down. Talent show starts. We see the singer. Shows up. He's got some stonewashed jeans, just a t-shirt. Looks like he's just showing up for school, but he looked okay. We were good. We were just glad he was there. Watch a couple of the acts. Pretty good. We were in the middle, middle of the road, maybe middle towards the end. Next thing you know, he's gone. Can't find him. Two sets out. One song out. Still hasn't seen him. So we walk out there. All right, Jim's ready. Had a good voice too. Jim had a really good voice. He did the high parts of the backing vocals. I did the melody. And we had picked a song. You really got me. Not the Kinks version, but the Van Halen version. We had picked this song. I felt good about it. Felt real good about it. I remember the guitar I had was white, like a pearl white. Jim had a, uh, a, a sunburst, looked like an old sunburst uh, uh, bass. And Chuck had these emerald greenish kind of uh, mix in with some maroon pearl set of drums. Great set of drums. We walk out there. We're like, oh, here we go. Because we hadn't had time to really practice with Jim singing. We were mostly concentrating on the backing vocals. Well, we're about ready to start. And I look over to the side of the gymnasium. This place is packed. Everybody comes to school on those days, right? Assembly days. Either going to get out early or you don't have to do much. But the talent show was a big draw, right? Look to the side of the gymnasium and those windows. You know those windows they had in the schools? They had the like the mesh wire in them and they're real thin, you know, real thin. I saw our singer walk by, so I knew he was there. So we start. We're thinking, you know, he's got to hear the intro. He's going to come in. We get through one bar, two bars, three bars of the music. He hasn't come in yet. I don't know if he missed the cue, maybe had a little bit of jitters, and he took off and had nothing. So I turned around to Chuck, told him to keep going. So we were going to do four more bars, and then Jim was going to start singing. Into that second set of four bars of the intro, the double wooden doors of the gymnasium pops open. Pops open. And here comes our lead vocalist, both hands in the air, the gymnasium erupts, goes crazy. I don't know if he worked something out about the spotlight it was on him. He comes running in there, starts running up and down the bleachers and just electrified the crowd. His name was Mark Kraft. 
And he killed it that day. Absolutely killed it. That crowd was eating out of the palm of his hands, and he hit every note, playing up to the crowd. And that is the only minute the only minute in my life that I would ever feel like a rock star. He was just electrifying. Sounded great. Me and Jim sounded good. Chuck was just on time. No skips. Kept perfect time. Then the song ends and everybody rushes the court. Thank you, Mark Kraft. We lost him last year. Never told anybody that story that wasn't there that day. I'll always be thankful for that minute. Thank you, Mark.